0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show.
1: This beer. It's neither lager nor ale, but it's brewing. It's alive. It's alive! Okay, enough of the Frankenstein bit. Uh, today we're talking about Frank and Bruce, or is it Frankenstein's Brewster. Uh, <laughs> hybrid ales uh, is probably a better term, or maybe specialty beer. We're going to talk about all of it, uh, but it's, it's what we're doing today. Uh, so th- these things don't ne- neatly fall into the lager ale category, but they kind of deserve a chance to shine a little bit. Uh, so grab whatever you want, really, uh, and join us as we have a drink. <sighs>
0: where you learn along with us about what you drink i'm Brittany lee walker
2: i'm justin Fraser, and i'm christopher walker how's right. it going guys Hello.
0: Whew. uh it is halloween on this day of recording so that's fun uh, boys
1: and girls of every age <laughs> how have i not watched this yet today
0: right we haven't either we i was ah. like do we introduce him to this I've early... not
2: watched that movie <laughs> no. in years because I maintain I watched it enough in my teens to last my entire life. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's probably likely, but, you know.
0: It sucks because we didn't really get to watch a whole lot of, you know, <laughs> we didn't watch a lot of Halloween-ish kind of things because, like, he's not in that, like, zone of paying attention to, to live action stuff just yet, you know? And so... someone doesn't
2: like horror movies now, so.
0: Uh, I haven't liked scary crap for quite some time. <laughs> I get scared very easily. I am. I like a good spooky Halloween, not a terrifying, disturbing Halloween.
2: I finally broke down and bought my own copy of The Thing. John <laughs> Carpenter's The Thing. That's all you. Right. Uh, no idea when I'll get to watch it. But yeah, that's probably <sighs> one of my all-time favorites.
1: I was watching a. I was reading a thing. They were talking about like. Halloween movies of some kind, but they were talking specifically about the movie Halloween at one mm-hmm. point and talking about the budget that that first movie was made on. And I went, you know what?
2: Shoestring doesn't describe it.
1: They, uh, uh Jodie Foster, uh, not Jodie Foster. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis, sorry, wrong J actress name. Uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis had to buy her own clothes for that movie. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, you did, you did all that with how little budget you had. Well done.
2: Yeah, That always gives you the, like, giving a budget constraint always leads to innovation and just amazing end product. I mean,
1: the first Evil Dead movie is a pretty solid horror movie for how cheap it had to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that said, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, is (laughs) just great when you're like, okay, we're going to do the creepy part, and now we're going to get silly. All right, (laughs) let's get silly. And then by Army of Darkness, it's just... Mm. It's it's Sam Raimi being as Sam Raimi as he's gonna be. <laughs> what Let's are you gonna just do? Talk... Camp it up.
2: Okay. Let's just talk about how amazing it's gonna be to have him doing a Doctor Strange movie. Is, is he because, directing the next? Yeah. Oh. Raimi's on for Multiverse of Madness, and that's so I'm like, that is exactly who needs to do it because he's gonna make it before. Well, yeah. For I, that, I, I can't remember the director's name before, but he said this is gonna be the first full-on Marvel horror movie. And so I'm like, yeah, you don't really need it to be that. You need it but to be... But if you be... need...
1: If you, if you want Sam Raimi to make it a horror movie, that's gonna hit the right sweet spot.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be, like, it'll be scary, but not too over-the-top, because it'll have to be PG-13. It can't be all oh, Or so it'll greedy.
1: be the right kind of over-the-top. <laughs> where yes. Doctor Strange replaces his terrible hand
2: with a chainsaw. And... <laughs> I just, if only we can have some sequence where that happens. Or he God, just I, I, lends a reference to be like, well, I could just oh, replace oh, my hand with a chainsaw.
1: This means Bruce Campbell was going to be in the MCU.
0: <laughs> I think someone said that, yeah.
2: So if you really want to get into it, I was watching videos about how um, the Walt Disney parks are now in the MCU canonized because the rides that they've done, some of the, like the, uh, uh, whatever the tower one, Mission Breakout. They did mm-hmm. has figment in the queue line, in the collector's collection, which means that uh, Epcot is canonized mm-hmm. as an actual thing in the MCU, which means all of Disney World, Disneyland, all of it is.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, one assumes that their world is supposed to be super close to ours, so they sh- they're supposed to have a Disney, yeah. in theory. I don't think they've ever directly mentioned it, but... You know, until proven otherwise, one assumes that Disney exists in all universes. Well,
2: it, it exists in two different levels. <laughs> so that was the thing. It exists the as the theme park, but then it also. So the ride as it stands now, where Figment is, it's Journey into Your Imagination with Figment. And Figment's a little purple dragon. But uh, in the queues and everything, the ride is set up that you're going into this made up. Uh, no one cares about this but me, but it becomes a big. <laughs> weird thing where it brings Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and uh, Flubber into it because they're saying that the, uh, the characters from those movies are real in that universe, which makes them real in the MCU, which means, means Robin
1: Williams is a crazy scientist in the MCU. Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: That character exists in the MCU through this. <laughs> and, like, and then there's this 30 minute video I was watching where it's one of those like not even really stretching it that much. And then it, it, at the end of it, he goes, is this all true? No, because they're just fun little Easter eggs someone put into something here and there.
1: It, this is the same way that uh, that almost all of TV, going back to St. Elsewhere and through mm-hmm. the Dick Wolf universe, are all yes. interconnected through the variety of crossovers. Yeah. So all the TV that we've watched is basically just a, a autistic boy's dream.
2: Yeah. Precisely. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Uh
0: but anyway so uh yeah we uh halloween things um we didn't trick or treat uh yeah because 2020 and uh yeah well,
1: and cuz trick or treat is a weird thing anyway like we yeah. i i yeah
0: he
2: uh he, here strangers
1: he, give me things you're well, teaching the last, wrong ideas to the child
2: last year we had just gotten out of the hospital so yeah. trick or treating and he was one we're getting ready to be one, so it was that wasn't really a thing. God, you're right. Eye.
1: Sorry, I was thinking that was that was two years ago. You right? know, I was like, no, you hadn't even gotten into the hospital yet. He hadn't no, been he born.
2: Had, he <laughs> had not. We were we were a week away from getting the call in the middle of the night to say, "Hey, get your ass to the hospital right now."
1: Get your ass to Mars. Get um, your ass to
2: Mars. Uh, yeah, but, but he this got year... he got like
0: treat stuff at daycare
2: and Yeah, I, I pumped him full of sugar. Brittany's like, Should you do that? And I'm just like, No, it's Halloween and the boy couldn't trick or treat. And I'm just like giving him Reese's cups and, and he barely had any real
0: food all day and then Reese's
1: was... are are very real food. They've got <laughs> peanut butter in them. He had protein. protein.
0: <laughs> he had a whole He's brownie.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: the little Debbie brownie. Done. Got some
1: grains. That's that's your that's the bottom of your pyramid. <laughs> it goes grains, peanut butter. Success. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: hate that. Like he just—he's gonna be just like me, and it's like, I think I'm I'm done with dinner. I barely had anything, and then it's it like—is like that chocolate? I'm sorry, what?
2: We're like, oh, you can eat the pizza, <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm just gonna like throw it. And we're like, okay, and then he, he had got, like
0: three bites of pizza,
2: and then I'm just like, well, I was like, it's Halloween, give the boy candy, and we start pumping full of candy, and he's like, he, he eats so much of it, And he's like laying on the floor. <laughs> he literally it's,
0: just like fell over. It was. It was just that We're international.
2: Done, done with it. I'm done with. I've had too much chocolate, and he's just like laying on the floor, staring at the TV. Like no more. Yeah. Let's see.
1: And I'm just waiting for him to get to the age where we give him pixie sticks, and he just starts doing lines of them, like I did.
0: <laughs> God. Yeah. No. Although I don't. I don't I sugar don't, had I, to get
1: I... straight to my brain faster, and I couldn't <laughs> wait for it to get through my blood. Sh- get into my bloodstream from my stomach, right I to was... the.
0: I wonder if like he would even like it, because he seems to be like all chocolate all the time, as opposed to anything else. So, I don't know. It's just because the
2: chocolate stuff's all softer, and that's what we give him. Yeah, but Cause... it's been
0: a weird uh, Halloween situation. We did watch Paranorman. Uh, we figured mm-hmm. he'd be okay with that. Um, he he didn't really have a reaction to it, honestly. It's still it's gonna a little... Like Pat...
1: It's going to be like Patton Oswalt, where he's like, that doggy is funny. I... But then he's like terrified by something mundane.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- we kept we kept thinking about that. Believe me, I'm like, what's gonna scare him? <laughs> um, but I did okay. So one little highlight, because, and this would appre- you would appreciate this, Bob, because of discussions. Uh, so my nephew hasn't had never seen the Adams Family '90s movie that we all love mm-hmm. is in our hearts, you know. Uh, so I was like, you have to watch these movies. I was like, they're, they're streaming. Uh, I think they're on like prime now and, uh, both of them for that matter. So he finally watched them and he was like, these are so much better than just like watching Hocus Pocus every year. And I was <laughs> immediately, I got you in my head and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, he, and then I told him, I was like, no, you have to watch the new animated movie. It's like, that's streaming on prime now. Like it's, it's actually pretty good. So, my, yeah.
1: My boss was uh, uh, talking that uh, she was going on a date night with her boyfriend tonight, and it was basically they were going to watch Hocus Pocus because he's never seen it. What? And, eh. and and he's been like, you know, talking talking crap about it because he's like, it's overrated. Why are you watching this movie all the time to watch? In his defense, it is overrated, and why are you watching it that much unless you're a really big Bette Midler fan?
2: Yeah, I was gonna well, say. Um, so Hocus, actually, I love Kathy and Jimmy, but Hocus so. Pocus was a major thing in my life because my best friend from like middle, all through all of middle school and all of high school, uh, was a massive Bette Midler fan. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Bet Rex. Yeah, I it was, wonder who that. Friend all I got, was. all I have to say <laughs> is it was Robbie. And that no, no,
1: you, you didn't even have to say that. I, I we, knew we knew who it was. Yeah,
2: we we're watching Bette Midler movies all the time. it was like, Hocus Pocus, it didn't have to be Halloween. (laughs) Like, oh, it's Friday night? Let's watch Hocus Pocus. Yeah. So I was very keyed in on that for a long time. But I am upset this year. I have not gotten to see Monster Squad. No one was showing it anywhere. I don't have my DVD copy of it anymore.
0: Um, it is... Okay, I think it's streaming on the new Roku channel.
1: I thought she was going to say, I think it's in a box under the bed. (laughs) And her to go, Woman, you betrayed me! (laughs)
2: <laughs> no see that's the one where she would like I made her watch it so much and she's like no I don't ever want to watch it again she she knows Wolfman's got nards she doesn't <laughs> need to be reminded
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's been fun times and we'll we'll transition into like all the you know wintery Christmas things because whatever because no one cares anymore is the Cause, point
1: because Christmas music starts 24 hours a day tomorrow. on a radio station tomorrow, tomorrow.
0: yeah we're not even kidding, that's
2: the thing. <laughs> Usually I have an embargo on Christmas, it can't start until after Thanksgiving dinner. This year I'm allowing, I'm allowing it. Uh, I'm g- there's going to be a <laughs> moratorium, I'm just going to 2020 gonna let is it happen. just stupid. I'm just going to let it happen. Just- By
1: the way, uh, before we start moving on, you're aware that none of the Peanuts holiday things are on, are going to be on TV, right? Like yes, they're uh, on Apple TV? They're on
0: we, Apple. We have we Apple have TV plus... Um, oh, there you go.
1: See, free, you were you were so. of the, the the privileged few. They get to watch it on Apple's terrible service.
2: It's,
0: not, it's actually it's not, not a bad service. I actually don't
1: know how good it is. Right? I just
0: don't <laughs> watched Ted Lasso, which everybody's raving about. But,
1: you know, I've heard good things about that. But someone was like, oh, my God, they're not putting it on the thing. Why? Why would the networks allow this? Because the networks don't decide that Apple backed up, a tr- backed up some money to the Charles Schultz estate. And they went, how much? Here's a bag of money. <laughs> How big is this bag? Look at that truck out back. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, yes.
0: Okay. Screw that, the rest of people. <laughs> we did watch actually on Apple TV Plus. We did watch um, the Great Pumpkin with mm. with Emmett, and, and that's uh, still uh, we're, we're
1: we're more. That's the my. Two of us. That might be one of my favorite Halloween things because there's no Halloween really about there other than trick or treating and I got a rock and yeah. Linus being a crazy person. Oh yeah. Well, no.
2: That's what we were talking about. Is Schultz to be so yeah overbearingly Christian, and then he made the like poster thing for what it's like to be non-Christian in today's society, Mm -hmm. or to be pagan? Because that's exact. I could not find a better allegory for you know modern paganism in today's society than Linus out in the pumpkin patch. Like it is just like a hundred, like everyone looks down on him and thinks he's crazy. And all and like, absolutely everyone does. And they talk mad crap about him and he's just like, okay. And he just like, takes it. He takes <laughs> I, it, it. He's just like, this is, this is, I believe this, this is my thing. Look,
1: and he's like, I, I said, he's crazy. He is crazy, but that's fine. He can go stay on that pumpkin patch. I'm just mo- more worried about a small child being left alone in the pumpkin patch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the sister comes gets him later. We were more watching it at this this year for like, okay, so what kind of costume do we need to form of Linus for our child who carries mm-hmm. around that blanket everywhere? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like, we have to get him a blue
2: blanket and we have to get him a red and black striped shirt mm-hmm. and black shorts. And that's next year. We're going to take him to a pumpkin patch in that outfit. That there
3: we'll
1: you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think we need to move on because probably yeah, we, <laughs> we would have a talk about once upon a time the segment would go here where we would talk about news yeah, we, we wouldn't ramble the, about we wouldn't yeah. ramble about things for a while
2: sorry we, we no. ramble a yeah. lot more now to cover that time
1: <laughs> but if you wanted to go catch a catch that you can go to a separate feed where you can find have a drink news and you can find such amazing stories as uh this week the uh Uh, The best beer, uh, the most important beers in U.S. history.
2: And Hmm. the best beers in the country, as rated by the Homebrewers Association. And guess what? Number one is the (laughs) four-year in a row winner.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, also, you know, we've got a new This Week in Aldi. Because, you know, Aldi is putting out all kinds of alcohol. And it's (laughs) becoming a little surprising.
2: Look, this one was re- I think it looked disgusting. It nothing nothing it. Ab- no I I could say things but they're not going to be <laughs> no. We don't talk about cha cha talk- cha. <laughs> it's it's like some bad German porn. I mean cha cha cha. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to
1: explain any more than that. Let's yeah. move on to the
2: Finn of that truck
1: side the not not drunk!
3: drunk. drunk. drunk.
1: drunk. <sighs>
2: um, Alright. Is this where we need to do the a quick so a kind of explainer about what's getting ready to be thrown thrown at your your ear your ear holes? Because this is it was lightly touched on in the opening, but this is like two or three categories that depending on the organization you follow are all usually rolled into like two or three separate categories or sometimes together. Or So we just rolled all of it into one big thing. It's going to be kind of scattershot. Just try and follow us.
1: Right. So today we're talking about ales. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll try to see if I can get beer to go out of Brittany's nose.
0: <laughs> oh, it's <that's> going to hurt. <laughs> that's what you said.
1: Uh, all right anyway no we're actually talking about uh hybrid beers and not uh not weird anyway uh or hybrid beers or uh uh, specialty beers they can go a lot of ways but we're we'll, we'll we'll talk kind of like about the main category as we go on uh so hybrid beers do not follow conventional thought process that all beer is either ale or lager uh i know we like binary decisions: left, right, black, white. Uh, I don't know. Is there a way I'm working a Michael Jackson song into that, or have I already passed my chance? I know it doesn't matter, but uh, instead, hybrids borrow brewing practices from both beer types. Uh, they're a little bit lager and they're a little bit rock and nail. Um,
0: God! <laughs> as soon as you said the first line, I was like,
3: oh,
0: yeah. You,
1: yeah, I, I feel like if you've listened to me at any point, you went, "Well, I know where this is going." <laughs> uh, for instance, a beer fermented with ale yeast might be held at cooler temperatures than typically typically reserved for lagers, or a lager yeast might be brewed and uh, brewed as quickly uh, as quickly and warm as an ale, which I would assume would kill a big chunk of that yeast. But you know. This brewing technique imparts characteristics of both beer categories uh, to create unique styles that are not easily classified. Uh, your, your standouts from this, your traditional ones, are Kolsch, Alt-Beer, Steam-Beer, and Cream Ale, which we have talked about all of those, I believe, except maybe Alt-Beer. Mm. Uh,
0: if, we may it, have it, about alt It rings a bell, but it's definitely not been recently.
1: Yeah, I know we've done Kolsch, we've done Steam-Beer, and we've done Cream-Ales. Uh, Anyway, the most, uh, these are the most commonly thought of as hybrid beers. Uh, but what's the difference? <laughs> well, ales and lagers are differentiated between the types of yeast and the fermentation temperatures required by the yeast strain. Uh, the uh, lagers are fermented with lager yeast, uh, which is bottom fermenting and activated at cooler temperatures than ale yeast. If you've never listened to us talk about lagers, you welcome. You've learned a new thing. <laughs> uh, but that is that is like textbook lager. Uh, Did they you miss are often... the
2: loggers episode? That was a thrilling one.
1: <laughs> a lot of different different things we just kept saying over and over again. Loggers <laughs> uh, are also often held for weeks or even months at cool temperatures after the fermentation process is completed. There's a reason ales came first. It's because it's a lot easier to age them than it is to keep something cold. You need a cave or uh, maybe an unused mine or refrigeration
3: Hmm.
1: Uh, anyway ales are fermented at warmer temperatures and packaged uh, or served shortly after fermentation is finished you know make them fresh uh, even though the yeast determines whether a beer is an ale or a lager, the brewing method that are commonly exclusive uh, brewing methods are are commonly exclusively to either ales or lagers. In most cases, the specific technique enhances the flavor and quality of the beer style being brewed. They do not change the classification of the beer. Hybrid beers are going to take a bit more of a freestyle approach. Uh, I can't freestyle rap, so that that brief <laughs> impulse in my brain kind of went out the window. Uh, Dan Harmon, you are not.
0: Oh, see, I thought Lin-Manuel Miranda. So.
1: <laughs> no, if we were going to go with someone for me, it'd be Dan Harmon.
2: Yeah. He's just, he's so good at it. Like, uh, if you ever listen to Harmon Town, like, they would just randomly, like, in the beginning, they would just, like, drop a beat, and he just goes. <laughs> and he would go until someone stopped him, and it wasn't because it was getting, like, his rhymes were getting bad. They would stop him because he was getting so offensive. <laughs> It's like, yeah, huh. cut it out, cut it down.
1: Chevy Chase can hear you. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that's kind of what ruined Harmontown.
1: Well, they kept going for a long time after that. Uh, though many, uh, so uh, though many so-called hybrids are actually pretty old and have a customary technique. They may use ale or longer yeasts in the brewing methods in any com- uh, in any combination and yet hybrid really is not the right word to describe these. They are There are many different ways to brew beer, and as long as you can get uh, get beer in the end, they are all correct. The hybrid moniker is simply a convenient way to classify beers that don't fit into the two main categories, which means there's probably a problem with the two main categories.
0: It's like a political systems, really. <laughs>
2: Does that mean this is the... Uh, this, ah, is this the green party? <laughs> maybe
1: well we move into the green text
2: <laughs> all oh. right so here's our technical yeast warning you're getting ready to get a lot of thrilling yeast talk mm. i'm ready so but for those you, of you, for those of in you in fairness who were, we, i get excited about the really nerdy stuff <laughs> look we got overly excited about going to a yeast laboratory tell like me about we were,
1: your <laughs> we tell were, me about your depletion numbers <laughs>
2: We were way too excited. It wasn't even an operation yet, but getting to see everything like slowly winding up, we were all just too pumped for it. All right. So hybrid yeasts. We all learned from day one that ales are made with ale yeast and lagers are made with lager yeast. Ales ferment at room temperature and lagers ferment in the cold. Even those handy adhesive strip thermometers that adorn our carboys feature a nice two to four degree Fahrenheit or one to Celsius gap between the lager and ale thermal regimes.
1: I thought I said thermite
2: for a minute and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, is I mean, there a of brewing Casey didn't tell us about? <laughs> it's getting it's getting real explosive in there. And yet there are beer yeasts that refuse to be categorized. So-called hybrid yeasts comfortably work within the space that would normally be too warm for lagers and too cold for ales. The hybrid category usually includes. And uh, all these yeasts are White Lab yeasts. Of course.
1: Where we went. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, if you're in the U.S., odds are you using them.
2: Uh, Alt Beer, which is White Labs WLP 036 Dusseldorf Alt. Or good yeast. W yeast. W yeast. Or W yeast. How would you? Uh, West.
0: West. Uh, I don't know. W it, yeast. It's is... a yeah, it's a capital W. Wigglass.
2: <laughs> Anyway, uh will yeast 1007 German Ale. Yeast. Or you get the California Common, White Labs WLP 810 San Francisco Lager, or W Yeast 2112 California Lager.
1: By the way, the uh, San Francisco Lager, the San Francisco treat. Ding, ding.
2: Kolsch, White Labs WLP 029 German Ale, or W Yeast 2565 Kolsch. Yeah. Weast. The, those are some of those good yeasts. Uh, blonde ale, cream ale, and American wheat beers are sometimes classified as hybrid styles as well, but these are less yeast driven than the above. Blonde Man, ale.
1: I do love me a good cream ale, though.
2: Don't even. I, no. <laughs> blonde ale can accommodate a variety of yeasts, but Alt and Kolsch need Alt and Kolsch strains. Let's be clear. <laughs> We're being let's, clear about Let's be clear. Hybrid yeasts are still either ale or lager strains. Saccharomyces cerevisiae or Saccharomyces...
1: Pasteronus? Patronus.
0: Past- I saw Patronus. I was like, that's not right. That's what's, not correct. What's, my what's mind... Your, yeah.
1: What's your yeast, Patronus? <laughs> oh, my God. We could make so much money making a book about that.
2: God. What's your yeast...
1: Selling it to brewers, and they'd just be like, I need to know.
2: (laughs) When we refer to a yeast as a hybrid, what we mean is that it operates outside the normal environment. For ale yeast, this means that the yeast strain continues to work well at temperatures considerably lower than is typical for ale strains, as low as 55 degrees Fahrenheit or 13 Celsius. Lager strains that are classified as hybrid can continue to exhibit lager-like characteristics at temperatures well above the usual lager range, as high as 65 Fahrenheit or 18 Celsius. I'm going to stop saying I, Celsius. Yeah.
1: That's, well, I would say that it, it, it does, it, you know, I was like, man, how do you make a lager yeast that's going to survive at that higher temperature? But then I'm like, oh, that's right. You just make one. You cultivate it and figure out which one's going to work.
2: It's called inbreeding. You know. The royals yeah. figured it out a long time ago.
1: <laughs> it makes makes your chins get real weak.
2: <laughs> it makes those chins get real weak and uh, some people unable to produce heirs. Spread While the genes be-
1: apart. First rule of genetics, spread the genes <laughs> apart, but the royals are just obsessed with it. I real family? I remember the same, married in the same gene pool, and our children will have it. Never.
0: That's Sorry. the first thing I got uh, in my head. The, IQs the... will be down the toilet. The toilet. I'm a and plumber. Dust. What on earth is that?
1: What <laughs> <laughs> on earth is that?
2: While uh, these strains are naturally... If anyone's keeping track, there's your Dress to Kill reference. I mean, uh, while these strains are naturally associated with the style for which they are named, hybrids open up some convenient doors for the practical home brewer. Brewers who may not have the equipment or space needed to ferment and condition loggers can pull off a good example with a California common strain, or they can brew up pseudo lager with an alt or cold strain. And yeah, I've been, uh, what was it? There's like some Norwegian, uh, strain that was, people were using for loggers. Cause it, it would do it really quickly.
1: That's, uh, oh, I actually can't. I kind of remember what you're talking about, but,
2: it just hit but the yeah, scene like this past year.
1: I would say, but yeah, but that's the
2: uh, the yeast scene for for you, the yeast. <laughs> for you for, yeast for you yeast scene <laughs> kids.
1: Oh man, oh, man, I, I remember the yeast scene kids. They burped everywhere, they were <laughs> uh, no, but the the uh, the pseudo logger. Yeah, the, the idea of using a pseudo logger to make an alter culture was like. I feel like that's kind of what alts and, uh, the alt beers and cultures we're kind of made for was like well we don't have the caves to make a logger how close can we get <laughs> what does the magic wand say hmm yeah the magic actually, paddle actually yeah cuz i think it's a little bit after the magic paddle period but well we're <laughs> right back at the end of it maybe
0: yeah <sighs> see, uh, see previous episodes for that reference
2: <clears throat> so, Look, brewing um,
1: required a magic wand and a lack of understanding about how, you know, cyanide. germs work.
2: <laughs> and uh, cleanliness. Look, that's that's to be said, if they had been into hygiene and cleaning their utensils, then it would have never worked.
1: Mm. Look, you would never be able to get drunk if, if at some point someone hadn't thought... No, that's 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 no good. That's been sitting out too long. Don't use that.
0: <laughs> Instead, they were like, "This should be fine."
1: We wouldn't get drunk, and we wouldn't have cheese, and I don't want to live in that world.
0: No, <laughs> a world without goat cheese or Gruyere. No, I'm done. All right, well, so we're gonna highlight some uh, some particular styles uh, in this in this range of hybrid and and specialty. So specialty beer, uh, these beers are brewed using unusual fermentable sugars, grains, and starches that contribute to alcohol content other than, or in addition to, malted barley. Nuts generally have some degree of fermentables and therefore appropriately classified in this category. The distinctive Yeah, characters... ferment these nuts. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was waiting for that really... Uh, the distinctive characters of these special ingredients should be evident either in the aroma, the flavor, or overall balance of the beer, but not necessarily in overpowering quantities.
1: I was going to say, if it doesn't help the beer, why are you using it?
3: Mm. Uh,
0: so, for example, maple syrup or potatoes would be considered <gasps> unusual. Rice, corn, or wheat are not considered unusual. No, How we can I that, get that potatoes? I grab every day.
1: <sighs> potatoes. The I- No, look, look, you go, why potato? I go, yes. I I want to. Sweet
0: potatoes are used pretty frequently.
1: No, I want a regular. I want a regular potato. I want to see what it does.
2: All right.
1: Mostly because I'll eat any potato, I'll eat (laughs) it like an apple.
2: (laughs) Like you give me a baked (laughs) potato,
1: I'll just like, oh.
2: Oh, No, no, it's got to be a raw potato. (laughs) I mean, I'll probably also do that.
0: I'm I'm (laughs) about to. Salt.
2: Some salt and butter to rub it in. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm about some red <laughs> potatoes. That's okay. All right. Well, so the first up in uh, in the specialty category is the chocolate flavored beer. This is, this is here's my jam.
2: I guess basically. that's uh, that's technically what we're into tonight.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, American craft brewers have embraced the combination of both ancient civilizations who drink fermented chocolate. To rich, decadent, and refined chocolate desserts with a variety of different approaches and applications to create chocolate-flavored beers. While many beers showcase chocolatey flavors without actually having chocolate as an ingredient, chocolate beers use the ingredient itself to offer a uniquely balanced beer experience that can be appreciated by beer snobs and those with a sweet tooth alike. Chocolate beer can be an ale or a lager, that benefits from the addition of any type of chocolate or cocoa. While stouts and porters are the most complimentary styles to embrace the addition of chocolate, chocolate beers need not stick to a script. Chocolate can be added to all types of beer styles, even beers as light as pale ales. The key for any flavored beer is that the ingredients and flavors it presents are balanced well with the base style of beer. Chocolate character can range from subtle to overt. But any chocolate beer is generally exe- expected to offer some balance between beer and bonbon. <laughs> the style can vary greatly in approach as well as flavor profile, depending on the brewer.
1: Can you hear bonbon so, bon without thinking of Peggy Seagal playing uh, uh, Peggy Bundy? <laughs> no, but is um, Peggy? Not by Peggy. Uh, Katie, what's, what is Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal. Thank you.
0: i was like was her name really peggy
1: (laughs) yeah after after i said the actual name (laughs) no 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 real person's name is peggy
0: no i don't think so I, i refuse to believe that um so they've got some examples here just a few uh commercial examples in case you're wondering apparently you know some chocolate beers so chocolate oak aged imperial imperial yeti stout from great divide have we had this one I have to ask you because I don't remember things. I don't remember. Okay, it sounds delicious. Because um, any any of the Yeti stuff is just. I think we did usually in great. Denver when we were at Great Divide. Mm, probably, uh, Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout from Brooklyn Brewing. And this last one, I have not heard of this brewery, but. It, they're around here. They're from oh, Ohio, I think. Of course they're. So it's called the Ticket Chocolate Beer. Uh, the name that you just said, brewing, and it's out of where? It's are I think they're in Ohio. Oh, okay. All right, then. Um, so why is this beer in this category? Well, chocolate beer can be any style from pale ale to stout, so kind of a specialty hybrid situation there. Um, and then to get the richest, most chocolatey taste in a beer, brewers and uh, add chocolate to the fermentation or conditioning tank well after the boil. When added to this point, it contributes a huge chocolate aroma to the beer and a significant chocolate taste. Um, Also, uh, so craftbeer.com has a great study guide reference. They usually talk about like food pairings and um, glasses to serve the beer in, temperature at which to serve it as well. Uh, So I just added in here that the chocolate beers tend to go well with aged goat cheese, which... It's probably one of my favorite things on the earth. Uh, mm. and then fruity desserts. If you have chocolate beer with like literally any, like just like raspberry or, or I don't know, strawberry going to be great. Uh, and then you want to do a snifter. I mean, that's just most stouts and things like that. You're going to do a snifter for, but, uh, and then 50, 55 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. So I've it, cold, basically. You don't, you don't always do room temperature. Um, though you can
1: but when you do you do dos Equis. sorry um
0: <laughs> indeed
1: uh yeah i was gonna say like i mean you you use a snifter if you're afraid
0: wait what do you have a pint glass oh <laughs> i mean uh, i guess well the snifter helps you get that like aroma situation
1: you know. The other reason I'm I'm okay with this with this particular pint glass for tonight is because it curves in to kind of keep the uh, Okay. Keep yeah, the aroma you don't want in.
0: to do like a straight up and down.
1: Don't want to shake your pint.
0: Shaker pint, yes. That's what I was the greatest, I that's the
2: greatest sin? Yeah.
1: I have plenty of shaker pints. I use them for beers that aren't aren't quite as aroma heavy. <laughs> that are dumb. That I are just... Or or I'm doing cocktails.
2: We have a lot of shaker mm. pints. We use them for water. <laughs> Or just literally any other beverage. Like from the toilet? <laughs> like from the toilet? Yes. Like from the toilet. Yeah,
0: sometimes we put Budweiser or something. If we have if we have to do a tasting there.
1: God, I'm surprised. But I'm surprised Idiocracy didn't actually have Budweiser as like the toilet water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um. so we have uh, up next in our uh, sort of highlight of them, we have the American style cream ale or lager. Is
0: a, <laughs> I just realized yeah. like. This is probably why you didn't give this to Chris.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it just seemed like the first... sec We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a paragraph breakdown thing, less a... Mm, okay, okay. American-style cream ale or lager uh, the, uh, has a mild, pale, light body ale uh, made using a warm fermentation, top or bottom, and cold lagering. Hot bitterness and flavor range can be l- very low to low hop aroma is often absent, Uh, sometimes referred to as cremails. These beers are crisp and refreshing. A pale malt character predominates caramelized. malt should be present. A fruity estuary aroma may be perceived, and diacetyl and chill haze should not be perceived. Again, no butter. Uh, You've got some U.S. commercial examples. You've got the uh, sweet action... Uh, six Point Brewing. You've got Spotted Cow from New Glarus. Come on, Chris. Mm, yeah. You can't tell me you don't want some Spotted Cow at any given moment.
2: Always want some Spotted Cow.
1: And then L Sully from 21st, 21st Amendment Brewing. Also great. Uh, hmm. yeah. Why this category? It's a hybrid beer because it contains, it combines the use of ale and lager yeasts and fermentation. Uh. Cream are all uh, are refreshing enough for cookouts and will pair nicely with any grilled food. They're often served in a flute glass. Uh, it's kind of glass that you use to summon the uh, the dragon sword.
0: <laughs> and also, I saw two different um, two different things about that. A, a couple of things said flute, and then a couple of things said um, just like a regular pint glass. Basically yeah for this so it, it's whatever. that
1: one I think it's less important of what what you're putting it in a fluke glass is nice because you don't get a chance to use them often so true yeah uh, rye ale or uh, lager with or without yeast <gasps> to be considered an example of this style uh, the grain the grain bill should be sufficient uh, rye that such rye character is evident in the beer otherwise what are you doing <laughs> Uh, it should be brewed with at least 20% rye malt and a minimal hop bitterness. These are often uh, uh, these are often versions of classic styles to contain, uh, contain a noticeable rye character in the balance with other qualities of the beer. The addition of rye to a beer can add a spicy or pumpernickel character. I don't know. It feels like there should be another Y at that one after spicy. but
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, I'm down character for some
2: pumpernickel beer. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, the color can uh, can also be enhanced and may become more red from the use of rye, the ingredient that comes into vogue in recent years, and everything from stouts and uh, to lagers, but is uh, especially popular with craft brewers in India Pale Ales. Hmm. Uh, from U.S. examples, the Low Rider from Sweetwater. The- the Haas from the Great Divide Brewing. And Breaks, uh, Breakside Rye Curious from <laughs> Breakside Brewing.
0: I want to find that because of the name. That's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just great.
1: Well, it is a specialty beer because it would be used either ale or lager yeast and, a hi- and highlights the adjuncts.
0: M- much like uh, the chocolate one, basically.
1: Perhaps you want to serve it with some jerk chicken or a savory bread pudding.
0: Both of those sound great.
1: serve it in uh, 45 to 55 degrees in a vase. So a large thing for your plants, you just dump out.
0: (laughs) I was confused too. And I had to go look at it. I was like, Oh, it's a half of class. Okay. Okay.
1: Or you, you take a large ornate vase in your house and you fill it (laughs) with rye beer and you just tilt it back and drink until you're done.
2: The Viking way. Yeah. The Viking
1: way. Uh, and when you were pleased you smash it on the ground and says delicious another, another.
0: <laughs> that's what our son does
2: just <laughs> took his cup after he finished it and flung it across the room i was like no he's complimenting the beverage <laughs> he'll have another
1: uh, well we also have the herb and spice beer or maybe herb and spice beer because it's a uh <laughs> Anyway, the herb uh, herb beers use herbs or spices derived from roots, seeds, fruits, vegetables, flowers, and other places. Uh, other than uh, or in addition to hops to create a distinctive character, although the individual characters of the herbs and or spices may not always be identifiable. Under hopping uh, often but not always allows the spice or herb to contribute uh, to the flavor profile. Positive evaluations are significantly uh, based on the percept- perceived balance of flavors. The beer style encompasses innovative examples as well as traditional holiday and winter ales.
0: Yeah, that's where you're going to find this the most often.
1: Yeah. So you've got your no jido? Gi- no jido? No no jido? I
2: don't know. Is he a j- jido? De- yeah. De- the yeah, yeah, I've Noda never heard Pro of this e. one.
1: Ah, uh, midas touch from dogfish head and good good juju left hand brewing uh, good juju from left hand brewing sorry there sorry, wasn't the I divide the thing in that there. One. Yeah. good juju left hand from brew. hand brewing <laughs> indeed uh, they use it with biogas um, the specialty beer. Uh, its specialty here here is it's it's made using either ale or lager yeast and highlights the adjuncts. That sounds familiar. Look. Okay, I was. It's an either or. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like, oh, that seems to be why it's in one of these categories. Uh, you can use this with whatever you want. It says a variety of foods. Follow your heart. <laughs> yeah, that a... was
0: really weird. That was the Eat only it one. Right.
1: Eat with a deep fried turkey.
0: <laughs> that was the only one on the thing mm. that was like. Almost everything listed when it was like listing things like you know food pairings and whatever else it was just says varies 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 and I'm like, what? The? So it's just universally great for everything. Eat it with
1: eat it with a cheese stuffed deep fried turkey.
3: Oh God!
2: <laughs> what do you think? It died of natural causes.
3: <laughs>
1: you
2: stuffed turkey with that much cheese; it's bound to die. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, uh, so. Other hybrid or mixed beer styles. Like we're just, we're just getting kind of scattered shot here. So you got your session beer. Uh, any style of beer that can be made lower in strength than described in the classic <laughs> style guidelines. The goal should be to reach a balance between the style's character and the lower alcohol content. Drinkability is a character in the overall balance of these beers. Beers in this category must not exceed 4.1% alcohol by weight.
1: Or five point one by volume.
2: Yes. So uh, next up, uh, you get your California common beer. We talked about this earlier. California common beer is a light amber to amber in color, and yada yada yada. We have we have a whole episode uh, if you want to find out, out more about
1: it. And um, Anchor. Anchor. I was at and that brewing company with the Maytag.
2: <laughs> and you know the, we've all been drinking okay, the just... oldest uh, <laughs> the oldest brewery in the country. Can't say, can't say the oldest company, but the grounds, there were uh, there was a previous company, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was like brewing had been happening on the grounds before it was Anchor. Anyway, yeah, you should check it. Check out the uh, Anchor Brewing and California Common episode. All right, uh, Japanese sake yeast beer, Uh, a beer brewed with sake yeast or uh, koji, koji, koji in in, in the vines. Uh, color depends on malts used. Unique flavor and aroma and byproducts of sake yeast or koji enzymes should be distinctive and harmonize with the other malt and hop characters. That's pretty much always be the case. Uh, sake character may best be described as having mild fruitiness and gentle and mild yeast extract vitamin B character.
1: What's a vitamin B character?
2: <laughs> Man, I don't like, know.
1: That
0: is very specific.
1: <laughs> Maybe you mean vitamin D
2: sorry <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're only gonna find a beer uh with sake yeast pretty much from off color i mean yeah that that seems right up their alley
1: you know what no i've had one from a brewery it's on the top of my head um what's their name um <laughs> uh, i'm wearing a hat from ethereal i'm pretty sure they did one with the sake yeast
2: Mm, All right, well, uh, light American wheat ale or lager yeast. Hmm, Maybe we're all very familiar with this. (laughs) This beer can be made using either ale or lager yeast. It can be brewed with 30 to 70% wheat malt, and hop rates may be low to medium. Hop character, light to moderate, and bitterness flavor, aroma. Fruity esters, hey, aroma and flavor are typical, but at low levels. However, uh, phenolic, clove-like characteristics should not be perceived.
1: He was gonna say there should not be cloves in your no, in your they're, weed they're, ale. No,
2: uh, there they shouldn't. Uh, color is usually straw to light amber. It it's a weed ale. Yeah, and I don't know what what else you need me to. I thought say. you
1: said weed for a second, and I was like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm pretty sure Lagunitas
2: doesn't make this. No, but uh, Sweetwater might.
3: Mm. Uh
2: mm. So you shouldn't. Uh, what was it? Uh, diacetyl. nut no, shouldn't be there. Yeah.
3: Really, should most, rarely be there, actually. Yeah, unless Just you're drinking a fat beer. tire.
2: Unless you're drinking a fat tire, diacetyl shouldn't be there. Yeah,
1: or, or a Gaelic ale from uh, Highlands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, because this is served with yeast, uh, the character should portray a full, yeasty mouthfeel and appear hazy or very cloudy. A chill haze is also acceptable. Yeast flavor and aroma should be low to medium, but not overpowering. Uh, these beers are typically served with the yeast in the bottle and are cloudy when served. Because uh, is, yeast yeast does that. This doesn't sound enticing at all.
1: <laughs> well, that's so Remember uh, when we tried... Uh, I've had uh, a
2: lot of beers that have the yeast particulate still, well, still lingering. Yeah,
1: but I was just going to say, remember when we tried the... Uh, uh, um, was it New, New Belgium's uh, hazy thing? When oh. they were like, everyone's trying their own hazy... Hazy beer. And theirs was like, yeah, we'll just leave some yeast in there. This is not what we asked for for a New England style. No,
2: there's a they did what a wheat beer.
1: One? They did a wheat beer and they left that in there, but they were like, oh, see? It's hazy. You and just
2: were like, nah, that's not
1: this <laughs> is this is not what everyone else is trying to do in New Belgium. You just decided to go. Yeah, what what if we just had some yeast? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, New Belgium yeah. failed that.
0: All right, well, next up we have the light American wheat ale or lager without yeast. So, uh, different direction here. So, this beer can be made using either ale or lager yeast. Uh, It can be brewed with 30 to 75% wheat malt, and hop rates may be low to medium. Hop characters may be light to moderate in uh, bitterness, flavor, and aroma. A fruity estuary aroma and flavor are typical, but low levels, however. Um, Phenolic clove-like characteristics should not be perceived, so much the same as the, the previous one. Just basically, you're not getting that kind of clove, spicy, you know, situation. Appearance can be clear or with chill haze, and it's golden to light amber. The body should be light to medium in character. Diacetyl, again, should never be present, apparently, with anything ever uh, because this style is packaged and served without yeast no yeast characters should be evident in mouthfeel flavor or aroma
2: you know I don't think we've done an episode on uh well no we've done I think we've done traditional wheat beers we haven't done American wheat beers mm,
0: maybe yeah also what is the, the mouthfeel for yeast <laughs> like is it just that like I don't know I don't know how to describe it. Like a, yeah, no, I got nothing. I'm just trying to feel like like what what is that even? I don't know a
2: yeast mouthfeel.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, next up we have the fruit wheat ale or lager without yeast. So once again, no yeast involved here. Uh, the beer can be made using either ale or lager yeast. Theme. Uh, it can be brewed with 30 to 75 percent malted wheat. Fruit or fruit extract contribute to the flavor aroma uh perceived huh.
1: you don't say
0: <laughs> yeah, hence the name uh perceived fruit qualities should be authentic and replicate true fruit complexity as much as possible. true
2: fruit complexity <laughs> that is a mm. thing
1: let me think on the orange, look <laughs> at it. Would it be called this were it another color
0: <laughs> uh. Uh, color should reflect a degree of fruit's color. Hop rates may be low to medium. Hop character may be light to moderate in bitterness, flavor, and aroma. Fruity estuary aroma and flavor from yeast can be typical, but at low levels. But the clove-like characters, again, not going to be there. Diacetyl, not going to be there.
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> Diacetyl uh, uh, is never going to be a thing. Copy-paste, copy-paste. Copy-paste.
0: <laughs> That's just That should just be our thing for that. Uh when this style is served with yeast, the character should portray a full yeasty mouthfeel. Still gotta figure out what that is, and appear hazy to very cloudy. Chill hazy. I can think of acceptable. what a
1: yeasty mouthfeel might be, but I don't I don't want to experience it.
0: <laughs> oh God. We we're trying not to go there, Bob, and there
2: that you, was there you go. That was pre pre show <laughs> when that's why I said we needed to get the clip from me, myself and Irene of uh. him looking at the vagisil. <laughs> Got a customer up here is baking a loaf of bread and <laughs> then sourdough. Put a rush on that.
0: Uh, so anyway, so yeast flavor and aroma should be low to medium, but not overpowering. Uh, brewer may indicate on the bottle whether the yeast should be intentionally roused or if they prefer that the in- entry be poured as quietly as possible. That is a different <laughs> sentence there that I've not seen before. Uh,
2: so... <laughs> Do you want just... your
1: yeast intentionally roused?
2: <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, uh, the, the next one's pretty much the last it, one. It's much dark. the same. Yeah, so, the
0: dark American wheat ale or lager with, with yeast instead of without yeast.
2: Yeah, it's the exact same thing, only yeast present.
0: Yeah, so finally then... Probably uh, dark. Sorry. But Probably yes, dark. <laughs> with dark in, in, in appearance and whatnot. So fruit beer, though, um, which... I feel like has a bit of a stigma to it, but if you're really into beer and you've, you've had some good fruit beers, I mean, it can, it's a really, I, I, be, I think it's become a very respectable category here. Uh, but fruit beers or any beers using fruit or fruit extracts as an adjunct, either in the mash kettle, primary or secondary fermentation, providing obvious uh, yet harmonious fruit qualities. So, um, for fruit quality should not be overpowered by hops. Uh, if a fruit such as juniper berry has an herbal or spice quality, it's more appropriate to consider it in the herb and spice beers category. So not just not a fruit beer, really, which makes so, sense for juniper. Sauti is yes. herb and spice beer. Yep. That's and what I, I say. Like, is so where does the sauti fit in? Yeah. I think it is officially listed under that. Um, sauti. i i <laughs> Song. Uh... Acidic bacterial, not wild yeast, fermentation characters may be evident. Uh, They would contribute to acidity and enhance fruity balance. Clear or hazy beer is acceptable in appearance.
3: Uh,
1: I was going to say a non-wild yeast uh, acidic uh, bacterial is like, yeah, that would make sense. then. It makes sense to do it, but also like, yeah, you don't want that wild yeast kind of funk.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you do.
1: I mean, not in your fruit.
0: Well, not just a straight fruit beer. Uh, I wish I would have given examples for every single one of these just to, like... I don't know. Like, I need to know, like, specifically what's listed as a fruit beer. There's a
2: great place to go. Uh, It's called Urban Artifact. Well, I
0: know, but they do a lot of sours, too. Or a lot of the wild yeast.
2: Yeah, they're exclusively sour and wild yeast.
0: Well, exactly. (laughs) So, this is saying, like, not...
1: yeah yeah, i'm gonna say like that that this that there's a difference between fruit beer and fruited sour
0: yes so a fruit beer would be what Um,
1: or or a midwest fruit tart
2: (laughs) which is just basically fruit pulp
1: yes (laughs) which is what i think of when i think
2: of urban
0: oh yes i've got to look this up because it's gonna
2: bother me see so that's (laughs) So, so urban uh, shout out to them, and uh, Forbes also just gave them a big shout out and did a huge article on mm-hmm. Urban Artifact as saying they might be producing the best fruited beer in the country right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I, I I joke saying like I think of pulp with them. I don't think of that as a bad thing. I just think that's that's what you get when you get their beer. It's yeah, tasty. But, like fair. I was
2: getting ready to say that's uh, that's mainly what I consume, like the Midwest fruit tarts. That's what everyone gets. But when I think of Urban, I honestly think of their uh, their wood aged mm. beers, like their traditional sour fruited beers.
0: I always think of that um, absolutely perfect blueberry pie. Yeah,
2: beer I, that they did. It's, oh my god! I think of that. I think of by PSR. That one was phenomenal. Ooh. Well. All right.
1: Moving up next, we've got field beer,
2: which now, makes me think. As a previous archaeology student and field archaeologist, a field beer is just part of your field kit. I mean,
1: it's, <laughs> you got your you got your uh, you got your trowel, brush, you got your notebook, your your
2: brushes, and you got the beer to keep keep the shakes away so you can properly <laughs> excavate.
1: Or maybe you know. You know, stop the shakes. You get, you know, get the shakes, and you grab the brush, and then you just try to hold still <laughs> while you clean. Uh, anyway, uh, field beer, uh, field beers are any beers using vegetables as adjuncts in their mash kettle or primary or secondary fermentations, providing an obvious, ranging from uh, subtle to intense, yet harmonious qualities. Vegetable quality should not overpower the hop character. A a vegetable such as a chili pepper, or an herbal or spice character, should be uh, classified as a herb or spice beer category. I think mine may actually fall closer (laughs) into this than yep than some others.
2: I I do think yours, um, because I've had one, uh, might Mm -hmm. actually classify as a field beer.
1: Statement of the brewer explaining what vegetables are used uh, is essential in order for fairness and uh, fair assessment in competitions. If this beer is a classic style with vegetables, the brewer should also specify the classic style. Man, I've, right, now I'm just thinking of like artichokes. <laughs> Not from my beer, but like, like oh, here's some artichoke beer.
0: Mm. That just makes me want an artichoke pizza I really like.
1: <laughs> mm. Next up, uh, we have pumpkin beer, and we're not going to talk about it. You know what it is. Uh, we've done a whole episode on it. I'm moving on. Uh, wow. we've, we've got coffee-flavored beer. Huh, that sounds familiar to us. Uh, coffee beers uh, use coffee in uh, any of its forms or uh, other than or, – or in addition to hops to create a distinctive – uh, distinctive character ranging from subtle to intense under hopping allows the coffee to contribute to the flavor profile without being excessively bitter come on coffee don't don't sulk mm-hmm. just turn into a good beer <laughs> we've got the specialty honey lager or ale these beers are brewed using honey in addition to malted barley. The beers may be brewed to a traditional style or may be experimental. Characters of honey should be evident in flavor and aroma and balanced with the other components without overpowering them, which is the rule for almost all beer. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh,
1: gluten-free beer. Uh, which we still have one... to do an episode on, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Um... Someone someone does one that's uh, – who does gluteny. Is that um,
2: there's a number of breweries. I know Stone has gluten free and, no, and no, no, no. I mean, Belgium there's there's a
1: beer world. called Gluteny. Is that Rheingeist? No. 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 no uh,
3: um,
0: New Belgium uh, or New Holland.
2: Maybe. maybe. I know they've got some gluten free.
0: I can't look it up because my computer's going to be a like blow up or something. Keeps dinging at
1: us. I don't know. What yeah. About. Um gluteny. Gluten reduced beer from New Belgium.
0: New Belgium.
1: What? Okay. All right. Well, uh it's a beer, lager ale or other that is made from fermentable sugars, grains, and converted carbohydrates. Uh ingredients do not in- contain gluten. In other words, zero gluten, no barley, wheat, uh spelt, spelt. oats. Yeah. Uh, rye or something like that it may or may not contain malted grains that do not contain gluten brewers design and identify these beers along other style guidelines with regard to flavor aroma and appearance profile so
2: next to doing a uh, domestic light ale episode that is the episode i look forward to the least (laughs) <laughs> well
0: i'm I'm interested to just to see what the taste is like honestly like what
1: from what i understand from a friend of mine that has celiac disease worse
3: oh
1: <laughs> she doesn't all drink right. beer but it's like anything that you would think of like man this tastes great if you remove the gluten <laughs> it's not gonna taste good
2: yeah hmm. all right uh smoke beer have we done a roush beer episode yes like we, we have, have. That was the
0: infamous ham situation. Oh,
1: yeah, it was. (laughs) The beast shouting the
2: beer tasted like ham. So uh, this will be quick. Go check out the (laughs) Roush beer episode. Where I was just
0: like in love with the whole time.
2: And that's (laughs) the loggers and ales can be smoked. Who would have thought? So, uh, all right, the next category. I feel like like Smoke
1: himself would like to have an opinion (laughs) on that.
2: He doesn't like smoked beers, as it turns out. Um, What? Smoke does not like smoked beers. Um, okay, so wood and barrel aged category. Hey, guess what? We have an all ol- a whole episode on wood and barrel aged beers. Why don't you? That go? episode was
1: so long ago too.
2: Yeah, check that oh, one out, and we'll save some breath here. So wood and barrel aged pale to amber. Um, much would- the same.
1: <laughs> Most of these are going to be pretty much the same. It's 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 yeah. styles of beer you already know but they're inside of a, a barrel of some yeah. kind.
2: Uh, I, let me give you a hint. Founders is probably one of the few breweries <laughs> doing uh, barrel-aged pale and amber beers. Okay, uh, wood and barrel-aged dark beers. Pretty much everyone has one. Hey, guess what? Go check out our barrel-aged episode. Uh, sour beers, that's... There's a bit to that. Did we cover that one? In the, that was so I, I, I don't remember. know, probably. actually. We probably mentioned it under some
1: of the sour episodes, but, but I think we not... uh, yeah.
2: Let, let's just go ahead and do a quick touchback on this one because it's not exactly what not a lot. It's not common. Well, it is. Well, well it's not a common thing that we talked about. Not in the yeah. States and craft, not in like domestic craft. So wood or barrel aged sour beers, any lager, ale, or hybrid beer either a traditional style or a unique experimental beer that has been aged for a period of time in a wooden barrel or in contact with wood has developed bacterial induced natural acidity.
1: I feel like this is one of the more tricky ones when we're doing with any of the barrel ones.
2: Yes. This beer is aged in wood with the intention of introducing the microflora present in the wood. Hmm. So uh, you're not these beers aren't traditionally in charred barrels. That's the thing to keep in mind. It's not like bourbon barrels, where you're just pulling the char and dark flavors off. This is the like new oak or something. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are fooders. Uh, yes. Sometimes wood aging is intended to impart the particular unique character of the wood, but wood aged is not necessarily synonymous with imparting wood flavors. Wood mm. character can be characterized as a complex blend of vanilla and unique wood character. Wood-derived character can also be characterized by flavors of... Can I say characterize? Or character in another way? <laughs> like in one <laughs> sentence? That's like three different ways? Yeah. If present in this style can be very low in character, hey, there's another. And barely perceived <laughs> or <sighs> evident or assertive. As wood-derived flavors. Any degree of wood-derived flavor should be in balance with other beer character. Fruit and herb-spiced versions uh, may take on the hue, flavors, and aromas of added ingredients. Usually, bacteria and wild yeast fermentation contributes complex esters and results in a dry to very dry beer. Ultimately, a balance of flavor, aroma, and mouthfeel are sought with the marriage... Isn't that for everything? <laughs> uh, with the marriage of acidity, complex esters, and a, a new beer with wood and or barrel flavors.
1: Hmm. Yeah, this is... I feel like that's one of the more tricky ones to kind of
0: yeah. nail. I, I remember... I mean, we definitely... It's been a minute since the, the wood-aged uh, beer episode... I don't remember going that in detail about the sours aged in beer in in wood. So. I don't
2: remember any episode we did at the beginning of this year. So, well, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Drunken um, recall isn't a thing. No, I mean, beerfest lied. I <laughs> mean, maybe it
1: is. We just Not haven't gotten us. to there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, look, we 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 maintain like a a mild, okay, you know, mild drunk at that point. We need to get to like.
0: You're the full end of the spectrum there. Damn near alcohol poisoning is what we need. to
1: <laughs> Yeah, that th- at that point we may achieve full beer
2: knowledge.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we may
2: well, we may reach beervana. I was gonna say, I was like, he's about to say beervana, isn't
1: he? I know it. I know what his dark heart wants.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. So uh next up, similar to what we just talked about, but just. Aged beer, so not necessarily wood-aged beer. Uh, beers aged for over one year. Generally, beers with high hopping rates, uh, roast malt content, high alcohol content, complex herbal, smoke, or fruit content. So you got wood I, aging, Brettanomices. Um,
1: I, I don't beers. know. I don't know why, but for some reason, high hopping rates. When I looked at it the first time, I thought I said whooping cough.
0: <laughs> That's because you were drinking. Sure. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: so, uh, a brewer may brew any type of beer of any strength and enhance its character with extended and creative aging conditions. Hmm, creative aging conditions. Uh, beers in this category may be aged in bottles or any type of food grade vessel. So, again, let me,
1: me just say that uh, there's not been a lot of inventive aging on my end.
0: <laughs> yeah, just to reemphasize though, this is it is definitely different than the other wood-aged ones that we talked about. So you can, I don't know, like I guess think about like aging wine or something like in the bottle, just you know, still hanging the, out
1: bottle conditioning can be part of this. But like, however you want to age it in something to get to get an effect, yeah, it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be wood.
2: Spoiler alert: my experience so far, uh, not a lot of beers. <laughs> are uh made any better by bottle aging now there are some that are particularly formulated to, so that's mm. you get a lot of like belgian beers are meant to yeah um uh, i will say any dogfish beer that has that big well exclamation on the bottle cap is not meant to be drink fresh
0: yeah they yeah they definitely warn you because they're they're pretty detailed. Dark stuff. Lord
2: is not meant to be drink fresh. It's basically <laughs> soy sauce fresh. Yeah.
1: Dark Lord or as we call it fresh Kinko Man.
2: <laughs> Which uh we I mean, will, Unless you're into that, you know. Whatever. Maybe New Year's Eve we'll crack open a fresh bottle cuz I'm going I'm going this week to go pick up my 2020 Dark Lord.
0: <laughs> okay. Um uh, so we end up
1: chugging soy sauce,
2: aren't I? You very well might.
0: <laughs> so uh the next couple this is the last one, the last two on this uh this guide here. Uh so, on our journey. Uh, yes, our journey. Uh so other strong ale or lager. Any style of beer can be made stronger than the classic style guidelines. The guide or the goal should be to reach a balance between the style's character and the additional alcohol. So the first no, thing the goal
1: the goal should be as strong as you can get. Strong bellas, f- strong bruas.
2: To to the first statement, uh Sam Calgioni uh very much.
0: <laughs> you don't need to say anything else, just say Sam Calgioni. Yeah. Right.
1: It feels so good to be this drunk. <laughs> Any uh, style
2: of beer can be made stronger. He's just like, "Yep." <laughs> He's you like, "Yeah. Again. <laughs> I can do it." <laughs>
0: Uh, refer to this guide when making styles stronger and appropriately identify the style created. For example, double alt, triple fist, or quadruple pilsner. I want to try a quadruple pilsner. That sounds insane. Quad pills? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Uh, and then finally, the uh, <laughs> save the dumbest for
1: last. We've not done um, this episode. and I We s- haven't. I'm not looking forward to that either. No oh none okay never mind we've done half of this episode
0: yeah oh right the malt oh, beverage yeah we've done That's malt true.
2: beverages but not alternatives yes malt-
0: yes okay so this is non-alcoholic malt beverages so one one thing
2: billy d uh, is not pleased with this
0: no, no. uh it's, they should emulate the Cult character. 45 this is not yeah should emulate the character of a previously listed category or subcategory designation but without the alcohol uh, less than
1: 0.5% you know like like Guinness is doing in our from our news episode
0: uh, oh. non-alcoholic beer malt beverages will inherently have a profile lacking the complexity and balance of flavors which can be attributed to alcohol. They should accordingly. You don't say. They should accordingly not be assessed negatively for reasons related to the absence of alcohol. So. Boo.
1: What if I'm really mad about it not having alcohol? <laughs> it's essentially. What if I'm really mad about sobriety?
0: Well, that's a, that's a separate problem we all have, but like, it, it's just essentially saying like, don't judge a book by its cover, okay? Like, alcohol isn't the whole spectrum here with flavor, but.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think there's just... just... Just when we came to the party. If you came to a party expecting cake, and they instead gave you, you know, tofu, Yeah. would you be pleased? Or no. English
2: muffins. <laughs> a giant cake-sized
1: yeah, no. English muffin. I was just say with English muffins specifically, yes, no, I would not be pleased.
0: <laughs> no.
2: Well, on that note... You know what does please us? What we've been drinking. Drink with me, friend.
1: (laughs) Has that pour always been that long?
2: (laughs) And that foamy. Like, you can hear that head foaming up in it. You're like, that is a poorly poured beer. All right, uh, so we are drinking an amazing Mayan chocolate Baba Yaga from the beginning of this year, from February, before we knew the year was going to suck. In the before times. In the before four times. Uh, yes, things were great. Uh, 2020 was looking awesome. Uh, I had one of every... Oh, I didn't get the base, but I had one of all the variants of Baba Yaga and got plastered at Baba Day. Didn't, uh, didn't crap my pants at Baba Yaga. Didn't have a real Baba Day <laughs> then, according to... According to Ethereal. this is from Ethereal Brewing. Uh, what is it? B-b-b- I don't... There's no stats on the bottle that I can find. I'm sure they're going to be in the fine print somewhere. They have to be.
0: And this is the, which variant is this again? Uh, This is
2: the Mayan chocolate.
1: It is strong is what it is.
2: It is very nice. Uh,
1: It's bare minimum 10%. I
2: really don't see it anywhere. Uh, Uh, They suggest serving it in a tulip glass, which, yeah, I would. I wonder. But they uh, didn't sell tulip glasses for it because I have a baba glass and it's not a tulip glass.
1: They have a glass for regular baba, not not for the Mayan chocolate baba.
2: But yeah, from Ethereal Brewing out of Lexington, and it's uh, quite quite tasty. Uh, not quite a year old, getting up there, but the spices are still hanging, the chocolate's still in there. Nice. Uh,
1: Good. That that gives me that gives me hope for my Mayan chocolate.
0: Uh, this is saying at beer advocate saying thirteen percent. I believe it. That's yeah, that sounds probably, about right. Yeah, that's probably accurate.
1: I, I I said I I I have not opened mine for today, but uh, yeah, I'm just sure. looking at yeah, yeah. That sounds about right from my experience. Yeah, I
2: was Thinking you know what, it's Halloween. Let's break out break out the Russian witch. I've got one more. I've got one left from this year. Uh, that's the uh, the the crème de la crème, the sea salt and chocolate. <laughs> Which, uh, if, if you're into Baba Yaga, you know that is the the one. Yeah, meet. we
1: we we cracked. We cracked that open uh, at Casey's. We cracked mine open, yeah, I think, because yeah. I was like, "No, I need to share this with someone, and I want I want Casey to have it, have some, and I just want to drink I still it." Still got mine, pretty
2: good, hanging on to it. Uh, but I am worried now about what's going to happen to Baba twenty twenty one, Baba Day twenty twenty one, because it's in like January, end of January, beginning of February.
1: Yeah, I'll have to talk to. Talk to some some sources, and we'll see. Maybe we'll find you out have what to happened.
2: Wait and see everything's going online because uh, Dark Charge Day is going to be online. Dark Lord Day was online. I don't know. Like beer, so much more accessible. Like special release stuff this year, but I, I miss the social aspect of it. Like I hate being social usually, but uh, when it comes to beer, I, I want to be social. I'm, I want to be in line drinking, just, to pe- drinking with people I, talking.
1: I miss hanging out with people. I miss grabbing a uh, 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 you know dozen donuts and bringing them to lines and going like, "Here, everybody, have some have some delicious twice fried donuts in exchange for Spalding's beer." Still open. I I assume so. I've not heard of it. I've not. I, there hasn't been a breaking news notice in Lexington. The, the,
2: the town would shut down. There would be a national or a statewide <laughs> day of mourning if Spalding Donuts shut down. Lexington would cease to function.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like the whole the whole city would just go. No, we refuse to get back to work until until we are told we can get donuts get our again.
2: Twice fried donuts, mm, so good. <sighs> so, uh, what have you been drinking? Uh,
1: I've, you know, I I had thought I was gonna drink uh, something special for the show because I had some stuff from. Uh, uh, that was like, oh, like got this war on uh, war on Christmas, that uh, that l- sounds pretty good. That'd be a good thing for tonight. But then I'm looking back through my fridge and I find uh, the Displacer Beast mm. from the Dungeon Master Displacer Beast from uh, uh,
2: Miskatonic.
1: Uh, Miskatonic, thank you. I'm looking at going like, oh, this is gonna be hard because that was uh, uh,
2: from our buddy Smoke up in Chicago. And Miskatonic, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I was like, you mean to tell me there's like an HP Lovecraft brewery in Chicago? And he's like, Well, in name only. He's like, it's not really like themed. And I was like, oh, slightly let down, but I'm like, I still want to go there. Especially after learning that Miskatonic is where Hot Butcher for the World does all their brewing.
1: Mm. Well, this is a uh this is a an American Imperial Stout. Uh and it has uh has some ancho chilies cacao cinnamon and vanilla mm. and this this uh this beer has some kick and it's six it's been in my it, it i've had this beer in the fridge for i don't know how long and the peppers are still it's there over wow. six
2: months old and the peppers are still i had mine a few weeks ago and the peppers were still kicking is that the one
0: i tried yeah too? oh yeah that was intense
1: if you if you know if you were watching the stream, you could have seen me at the beginning, like when I took my first sip while we were listening to the intro music, and I'm just sitting there, just fanning my face on. Oh,
3: Lord,
0: that should have been the. That uh, oh, Lord, yeah, that's I and it, it, it that one I think like I I like started to feel like I was choking. <laughs> it's just, the peppers are a little much.
1: Well, as it goes on, it it kind of like. You, you taste them like on the back end, but it's not like a super oppressive thing. But like when you're first, that first sip, it is, it is a bit of a surprise. Mm. Uh, it's, it's real, it's real tasty though. Uh, sometimes you can mess up a, a pepper stout kind of beer, but this is, this is pretty solid. Uh, it's got a 10% uh, ABV, and uh, beer advocate does not have any score because not because it was like such a you know small kind of release. I guess mm. that there's not enough reviews.
0: And there wasn't uh, like an untapped or anything.
1: My phone is behind me and was buzzing <laughs> a lot, so <laughs> That's fair. it seemed best not to consult it.
2: Yeah, probably because you're getting tagged in check-ins. Mm. Happens. <laughs> all right
1: all right i think that does yeah, it
2: yeah. We, we, we've held you guys hostage for an hour and a half we'll, we'll <laughs> let you go back about your lives
1: enjoy your your commutes and whatever else you're doing well while, while while we're talking uh but if you need more you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com you can also follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media on twitch.tv uh and you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address, feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. We haven't had anything in a good long while, yeah. but you know.
2: Well, we have. I if, do. if we take a while getting back to you, just remember we have to like float things around for people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and for forgetful forgetful drunk people. We have people. a lot of things going on. Um,
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, but we, you know, if you have stuff that you want to put on the show, let us know if you just want to send us an email about stuff. We also appreciate that. You could use the feedback page on the website as well, mm-hmm.
2: though. And all joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. You shouldn't really be going out right now. Anyways. Mm, so yeah. do everything responsibly right now. <laughs> just, just be home, just be home drunk. And you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're fine.
0: The ta- the other tagline for 2020 just stay
2: home and get Get a get a
1: case of beer and drink and drink covid 19
2: (laughs) just drink at home alone it's it's fine this year i mean yeah nobody cares no one's judging no judgment this year that's what's so great about it It doesn't (laughs) matter no no one will know you're an alcoholic they'll just assume it's 2020
0: (laughs) yeah that's about right all right well uh you can check us out and again again another couple of weeks for the next live episode once again i'm Brittany lee walker
2: I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.